Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. Hey, and welcome everybody. Uh, this is the Man Up Podcast. Man Up! Spiritual Oasis for Men. We're not pastors, we're just regular guys. And this is podcast number 113. Hard to believe! And we're glad you're here. Where is here? Here is Sugarland Baptist Church in Sugarland, Texas. So grab a globe, spin it around, put your finger down, bang! We'll try it again. You probably weren't anywhere close to us. <laughs> but get to Texas, a southeast side of Texas is Houston, H-Town. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland, and that's where we're at. We're not pastors. We're just regular guys. We're trying to deepen our faith by going through scripture and lessons from the Bible. And we're all varied people, but we dig deeper into this conversation, and it's weekly. We've got, this is our 113th, and I can tell you, I'm on this individual faith journey, and I don't expect you, all you people to be out there to be Baptist or Protestant. It doesn't even matter to me, but what does matter to me is that you have the opportunity to learn these lessons through the Bible and explore them with, with guys like us that are regular guys that bring those lessons to life. And that's what we try to do here. <clears throat> we are on, of course, iTunes. All of our podcasts are on SoundCloud. We have a, uh, a website, which is Man Up Spiritual Oasis. We're also on Twitter. And we're on Facebook. Well, except, except podcast number 111. And I, I want to go ahead and kick it off. Before I'm just going to introduce real quick the fellas that are here. And, of course, we have... We have our deacon. He's an insurance guy. Just a great guy. Kyle Trahan is here. Also, we have, he's an attorney. He's also a prosecutor. He could defend you, or he could throw the book at you, which he probably would. It's Michael Cropper. We call him the judge. He's yeah, he's here. a great guy, too. Yeah, you're right, right, right. Yeah, yeah sure he is. That <laughs> was per Michael Cropper. <laughs> and my name is Bill Cox. I'm the host. I'm just basically a salesman. I've been a writer, an actor kind of thing, um, and a DJ. But I want to introduce to you Mr. Steve Titch. Steve Titch is a professional policy writer, brilliant guy, but he is also a little bit of a professional gambler, too. But he had the opportunity to do an interview about us being blocked on Facebook. So I'd like to go ahead and just turn it over just for a few minutes to uh, Mr. Steve Titch. Bill, before you do that, tell us how you knew it was blocked, 111. You Was it you or Steve that... that Actually, it was me. I did the I did the editing, and my typically, uh, with the typical software that I use after we have uh, um, after we have our podcast recording, which we're doing here, and then uh, Steve typically does the write-up and, and puts okay. the uh, puts the the uh, keywords and and stuff in the description in it, and then he tells me when it's done. And what I do is then I I hit our RSS feed, which updates uh, iTunes, where the vast majority of people uh, listen to us from, and then I also post it on Facebook. And immediately when I posted it, it said. Uh, it was blocked because it was against community standards, standards, standards. 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 Okay. and so I, I, you so know, I mean, it says Facebook, and it came back, and it Facebook. came back. It wouldn't, it didn't post, and then of course I, I wrote a little, little description about it to send it in. Uh, and to see if they would if they would release it or change it, but we we've posted two other ones since. So I, I think I I don't know it was just maybe that one or whatever. But I wasn't necessarily upset about it. I mean it, it was kind of actually a little bit more funny. Um, but I, I'd like to turn it over to Steve and let him uh, uh, you know talk about uh, the podcast that he was on and, and what he was talking about. Well, we went through the pretty much what what you've been talking about. The, I, I I was interviewed by Pastor Chris Boucher. Uh, 
yeah, we're not pastors, but he was. He was, right. I did, right, not, okay, I did, not, yeah. I did not actually know that. We had to step up our game. <laughs> yes, then. Yes. Oh. Uh, and, and his podcast is Faith and Family Fellowship. It is on Apple Podcasts. I'm not sure how that differs from iTunes, but you can find it. Uh, my URL here is podcasts, with an S, plural, dot apple dot com. And it looks like there's a backslash there, but you can search for Faith and Family Fellowship or Pastor Seems Chris to be Boucher. a good guy. Seems oh, to be yeah, a good yeah. guy. And that, that was B-U-S-C-H-E-R. And, uh, yeah, well, so so we, we talked for about uh, well, 36 minutes or so. You're right. <laughs> give or you're take right. a few seconds. Uh, and uh, I, I talked with the... Uh, about, the about the fact we were banned or that particular... That particular podcast, uh, the link was thrown back, uh, speculated on the possibilities of why it happened. Much of the stuff we covered in the special edition uh, in the, that, that we did this weekend, it's, I guess, passed up... Uh, 112. 112. Right. So I won't... Please go see that uh, to, to get some of that background. And certainly pop in uh, to the Faith and Family um Podcast. I talk a little about my pet testimony in there. Uh, I talk a little more about my own faith in there. But by and large, we we talk about uh, that this podcast got banned or got blocked, and uh, what maybe some of the things we should be concerned about. What some of the things at the same time we admit we're we're bemused by it. And if you listen to our. Uh, our podcast uh, from earlier, 112, you'll, you'll see that we're kind of, at the same time, while we're concerned about it, we're kind of giggling about it as well. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, a bunch of renegades here. Yeah. And so, so, again, it was the Faith and Family Fellowship podcast by Pastor Chris Boucher, available on podcasts.apple.com. Man, we, and we'd like to... Well, thank you. Uh, thank you, Pastor, so much for including us. And make sure that you go there and, and listen to Steve. It's awesome. Uh, we are, what we do in this, we're just trying to deepen our faith. And what we do is we go through a basic study guide. This is Connect 360, Triumph and Troubles. And we're in Second Samuel, and we're talking about David. And the great thing about uh, studying the Bible is you get to study stuff. Our lives are the immediate. We live with a sense of urgency because of our mortality. Whereas when we look at the Bible and it goes across generations, we can see how one decision or temptation puts a ripple in multiple generations. And that's the, that's the great thing about it. And then, of course, we have some great guys here uh, that are going to go ahead and discuss it. And we're in Lesson 8. And lust and murder, and if you've been following with us, King David, he went out on his rooftop, he saw Bathsheba as, uh, as she was bathing uh, in the moonlight. He went and had his servants bring her to him. Of course, he's the king. And he... Sovereign immunity? Yeah, right. <laughs> and That's what he wanted. He, he slept with her, and ultimately uh, she became pregnant. Yeah. Her husband was at war. And so, and he came back, and David tried to cover his sin, was going to have Uriah sleep with her, but he was a man of integrity. It wouldn't do it because his boys were on the battlefield, and he didn't feel like having the comforts of home when his when his group was fighting a battle. And uh, so that kind of uh, messed with David's plan. So he continued on with the cover-up uh, and had him killed, had him set up to the, to the front of the line and ultimately killed. And then the prophet Nathan called him out. And that's where we ended last week. Is that right? Is well, that well the, he uh, got called out... The child that he had with Bathsheba died, died. And, and he did repent, and we, we kind of talked about was his repent, repentance complete. We, that, that, that's all part of the last podcast, but yeah, that's right. where we, we are. Um, he, is, he is now, and he kind of is sad, but returned to his duties as king. And so what we're going to do is we're just going to basically go around the room and let the fellas give a basic overview of Lesson 8, 
Lust and Murder, Part 2. This is 2 Samuel 13, 1 through 33. And then what we do is I'll read the scripture, and then we'll have further discussion on this, and, and, and we'll just kind of uh, uh, man-apply it to our own lives and insights. And So I'll go ahead and uh, start with uh, Michael Cropper. Your basic yeah. overview of Lesson 8. Um, great lesson, folks. Um, raise a few issues. I had a lot more, which I left at home, which I mentioned earlier to Bill and, yeah. and Steve and Kyle. A um, couple issues I hope we get to talk about in this, and that's very simple. When we go through the lesson, folks, um, we'll see a, a, a first-in-line Amnon. I'm sure all of you heard the story. Amnon, the first son of David, uh, fell in love, quote-unquote, fell in love with his stepsister, or what, half-sister, I guess it would be half-sister. I believe half-sister, yeah. Half-sister, and, and, and quote-unquote, he loved her so much that he made himself sick over it. Now, folks, we have different words we call that today, which might be lust or, or, or just passion. Puppy love. Whatever, yeah, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he made himself sick over it. I don't think I've ever thought some woman was so attractive mm-hmm. that I got sick over it, you know, and... and I've and been sick like, of him, you know, <laughs> Bill, but never... That was Bill, folks. He's been, <laughs> he's been writing me those uh, Bill look at that. He was plainly obsessed with it. He was yes. absolutely um, obsessed. Very good word with it, and, yeah. and I hope we talk about that, and the fact that uh, later on, his, his younger brother Absalom, who's number three male down, uh, very intelligent, very sharp, very handsome, conspires to... to do something really atrocious to him for his raping his sister. And the question that comes to my mind, which I hope we'll talk about again, is, is why didn't Absalom at least confront his dad? Why he didn't punish Abnon? Or why he himself did not confront Amnon and make him with a shotgun marry his sister? There's so, several things that issues, right, that we could oh, see. Oh, yeah, we'll talk it makes about perfect that. sense, but, absolutely. But anyway, that's that, a couple issues I just want to throw out. I'm looking for... Kyle Trahan. I'm feeling, you know like you all the time. I'm going to step up my game. Michael said he left a couple of pages of notes. <laughs> and and he's we just sat down and started recording, he's at over half a page already. <laughs> I'm and thinking his book has Bill. notes and highlights, which are pink, by the way, just <laughs> for you, Bill. Uh, uh, hey, <laughs> I saw his stuff. I'm going to go out and get a Slurpee. I'll come back when this thing's over. Exactly, yeah. man. Uh, <laughs> all right. Wow, all right. Let, me, let me cheat here a little bit. Right. Right. For the attorney. That, that's and, right. You know, Oh, Cheating on a Christian podcast by a deacon. <laughs> awesome. On the attorney. Oh, so we're attorney. breaking all kinds of crazy rules. Right. Um, what is No. Uh, <laughs> anyway, sorry. Sorry, Kyle. So many things you're talking about. No, but it, it, it seriously, it helps to, to get our, our listeners to kind of understand some of the dynamics of this group and, and why we enjoy being here together is because, you know, some of these guys that show up, Steve and Mike and, and Robert, so well versed, so uh, not to say you're not, Bill, but but I'm not. I get that, <laughs> dude. You're, 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 I get you're that. kind of like me. You could fly a little bit more on the seat of your pants, and these guys come in with notes and <laughs> and make more as they as they go, and uh, and you know I, I still feel like such a novice when I'm doing this, and I, I see guys like this that. Well, that's the value. That's the value of this because of this show. where can you get? Where can you talk with depth? about this kind of thing with people that are knowledgeable. No place I know of, and that's why I absolutely enjoy it, too. Exactly. It makes this show really interesting. Um, Yeah, another one that, uh, well, I say another one, the start here that uh, the calamities are going to continue for David and the the turmoils that he's going to have and see are the ripple effect from what he did with Bathsheba. Absolutely. Steve Titch. Yes, this is, this is we're going to see the, that Nathan's prophecy, the sword will divide your house, it, quite literally. Exactly. Uh, but we have here, and I think the, the, the takeaway for us and for men is you've got to know what's going on in your house and you've got to confront it. Uh, and many of the questions you've asked might come back to David doing nothing. And it really is, in, in modern terms, a dysfunctional family. There is an elephant in the room. Tamar has been raped, a, a vicious crime, even from, its, that, that, from that day. Right. Uh, 
she uh, and and her life is over. She was Bathsheba was married. I mean, there, there's some uh, not that there's these are really extenuating search circumstances for David. She was married. She was mar uh, She was already pledged to a man. She was she was someone else's. Tamar was a virgin, and was her whole life was taken from her from her. From oh, her. that's right. Yeah, absolutely. And, oh, absolutely. And so so I'm getting too much into it. But what we come back to is that she is there now all the time, mute testimony to what happened. Amnon gets away with it. Absalom is silently fuming. Mm -hmm. And as we're going to as we're going to see, is he, Absalom is great at playing the long game too. Yes, uh, one of those great characters mm -hmm. who just wait until the right moment to strike. So, but spinning back to work, we, we should talk. We're going. I'm, I'm certainly going to want to talk a lot about um, taking care of your house, uh, confronting issues both in yourself, especially in yourself, but really confronting problems and confronting family before things get out of hand. I'm getting ready to read the scripture, but before I do, I just want to throw something in. David had been on a long winning streak, and this Bathsheba thing was a chink in his armor, and it's almost as if once he started falling, he could not stop it. And, you know, I mean, that, it's, it's the old snowball effect. And, and I think that, that basically plays out in, in this right here. So, and with that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, this is, uh, we're in Lesson 8. This is uh, by Baptist Way Press, Triumph and Troubles, uh, 2 Samuel 13, 1 through 33. In the course of time, Amnon, son of David, fell in love with Tamar, the beautiful sister of Absalom, son of David. Amnon became frustrated to the point of illness on account of his sister Tamar, for she was a virgin, and it seemed impossible for him to do anything to her. Now Amnon had a friend named Jonadab, son of Shimea, David's brother. Jonadab was a very shrewd man. He asked Amnon, why do you... This king's son looks so haggard morning after morning, won't you tell me? Amnon said to him, I'm in love with Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. <clears throat> Go to bed and pretend to be ill, Jonadab said. When your father comes to see you, say to him, I would like my sister Tamar to come and give me something to eat. Let her prepare the food in my sight so I may watch her and then eat it from her hand. So Amnon lay down and pretended to be ill. When the king, king came to see him, Amnon said to him, I would like my sister Tamar to come and make some special bread in my sight so I may eat from her hand. David sent word to Tamar at the palace. Go to the house of your brother Amnon and prepare some food for him. So Tamar went to the house of her brother Amnon, who was lying down. She took some dough, kneaded it, made the bread in his sight, and baked it. Then she took the pan and served him the bread, but he refused to eat. Send everyone out of here, Amnon said. So everyone left him. Then Amnon said to Tamar, Bring the food here into my bedroom so I may eat it from your hand. And Tamar took the bread she had prepared and brought it to her brother Amnon in his bedroom. But when she took it to him to eat, he grabbed her and said, Come to bed with me, my sister. Don't, my brother, she said to him, Don't force me. Such a thing should not be done in Israel. Do not do this wicked thing. What about me? Where can I get rid of my disgrace? And what about you? You would be like one of the wicked fools in Israel. Please speak to the king. He will not keep me from being married to you. But he refused to listen to her, and since he was stronger than she, he raped her. Then Amnon hated her with intense hatred. In fact, he hated her more than he had loved her. Amnon said to her, Get up and get out. No, she said to him. Sending me away would be a greater wrong than you have already done to me. But he refused to listen to her. He called his personal servant and said, Get this woman out of here and bolt the door after her. So his servants put her out and bolted the door after her. She was wearing a richly ornamented robe, for this was the kind of garment the virgin daughters of the king wore. Tamar put ashes on her head, tore the ornamented robe she was wearing. She put her hand on her head and went away, weeping aloud as she went. Her brother Absalom said to her, Has Amnon, your brother, been with you? 
Be quiet now, my sister. He is your brother. Don't take this thing to heart. And Tamar lived in her brother Absalom's house, a desolate woman. When King David heard all this, he was furious. Absalom never said a word to Amnon, either good or bad. He hated Amnon because he had disgraced his sister Tamar. Two years later, when Absalom's sheep shears were at Baal Hazar, near the border of Ephraim, he invited all the king's son to come there. Absalom went to the king and said, Your servant has had shears come. Will the king and his officials please join me? No, my son, the king replied. All of us should not go. We would only be a burden to you. Although Absalom urged him, he still refused to go, but gave him his blessing. Then Absalom said, If not, please let my brother Amnon come with us. King asked him, Why should he go with you? But Absalom urged him, so he sent with him Amnon and the rest of the king's son. Absalom ordered his men, Listen, when Amnon is in high spirits from drinking wine, and I say you do, strike Amnon down, then kill him. Don't be afraid. Have not I given you this order? Be strong and brave. So Absalom's men did to Amnon what Absalom had ordered. Then all the king's sons got up, mounted their mules, and fled. While they were on their way, the report came to David. Absalom had struck down all the king's son. Not one of them is left. The king stood up tore his clothes and lay down on the ground, and all his servants stood by with their clothes torn. But Jonadab, son of Shimeah, David's brother, said, My lord should not think that they have killed all the princes. Only Amnon is dead. This has been Absalom's expressed intention ever since the day Amnon raped his sister Tamar. My lord, the king should not be concerned about the report that all the king's sons are dead. Only Amnon is dead. They need to do something to Jonadab. He conspired, right? There's a conspiracy oh, yes. here, right, guys? Oh, yeah. oh, right. oh no question about it. He well, told them what to do. Everybody, this is again, everybody knew. Yeah. Or a yes. lot of people know. I mean, yes. Jonadab tells tells David. Well, yeah, you know, yes. if the word is that Absalom is wanting to, I mean, you know, go after Amnon for a couple of years. and but introduce our introduce. Yeah, we have an open door policy, and who came through the open door? The professor. He's a professional <laughs> there trainer. Go. There you go. Uh, we call him uh, the professor. Robert Koshu is here. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was. Having a conversation with the nice man with the pretty lights on top of his car. Well, so. oh, oh, yeah! We have a lawbreaker here. Well, that was after This was voluntary. Was this inside the city of Houston? Are you going to go up against him? No, I'm in Sugarland, and it was after I... A light quick changed, and I kept going, and oh. then another person impacted my beautiful new truck. So, yeah, so man up lesson from this. So the officer gets out of his truck, and I looked at him, and I said, I am going to make this easy for you. Um, the light quick changed. I was rolling, and I kept rolling. I tried to get as far right as I could as I saw the other cars in the intersection, and he got me. So did he not write the ticket because you were awesome? Bingo! <laughs> oh, you are awesome. Man up lesson. But, but no, it, it, no, it, you know, the, I, I looked at it and right. yeah, the it guy was, was the like, deal. you were clearly at fault. I said, yeah, I was. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, you know, a very nice gentleman, uh, had a very nice conversation regarding our children who are both off to college oh, this week. Wow. I can't do that. What a, <laughs> what a, uh, a okay, sap. Uh, Took a, uh, he, he was like, do you, do you mind if I video you? No, absolutely not. My name is, my address is, my phone number is. There's my I rolled through. I rolled through a intersection. Oh, you videoed your, your confession. Yeah, I, you know, I'm, hey, you know. You basically didn't go set you free. right there. Yeah, God, yeah, yeah you know. Truth you, will set you free. When you, when you mess up guys, as a man, admit it. So. The big thing with this. And there's a couple of things that always strike me about this particular lesson when, when you look at it. Number one, the consequences of the sin from the last two weeks rolls on. Obviously, there was much fracturing in David's family over the whole Bathsheba incident. And, and I think we don't really get that in the story. You know, I, I think you can, it, it's undertones, for lack of a better term, from our writer here. Um, and then 
you obviously get here. Here's a guy who, once he got what he wanted, didn't want to have nothing to do with it ever again. <clears throat> That's true. Well, uh, well it's, it's and there was just talking and yeah. yeah. I mean, David, when he got what he wanted, I mean, David had plenty of wives and concubines or whatever at this point, or at least right. a couple few, right before Bathsheba. Right. My whole thing is, you know, with a whole lot of stupidity that you see in the world, you know, world's dumbest criminals, and you just look at it and you go, why? You know, because it was crime of opportunity. And he, he had position. He well, was well, so definitely, definitely for David. But the interesting, David does take her into his household. Um, at, well, that's true. And he, well, and, after and trying I mean, to after the basically guy, yes, the father, the kid. yes, but 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 Amnon here. First of all, this is this is an interesting thing about the text because the the Bible because the, you know it says they're writing and it's not closer that that Amnon fell in love with Tamar when it's clear from the action he was not. He didn't know what he was purely is. it was purely lust. It was obsession. obsession. And and what's more, Jonadab knows immediately what Amnon wants. Oh yeah. When he doesn't he doesn't say, oh well go oh you got a thing for Tamar. Well go to that. You know, King David's not gonna stop you. Go ask for her hand. No, he immediately says, okay, here's how you get her alone. There's always yeah. the instigator. <laughs> and yes and, yeah. and and, and then the yes, and that and lust. that that lust, that obsession turns to hatred right right on the dumb. And why why is that? Why are you bring that up? Why is that, guys? Just because he didn't love her to begin with. He wanted okay. he wanted we want her. What we can't have. And well that, I agree with that. And, and, yes, and, and, and we want what we can't have. I mean have. once the lust is satisfied, there's no longer any desire. Yeah, and and, or, never, yes. and we're gonna go to, but no, that's the irony. He could have had her. She's, yes. She was not pledged to anybody. That's she said, correct. and she was. She implied she'd take him. She said, "Go to King David. He will not block a marriage." That's right. And they said, that's "No, right. I'm not. I'm married. I'm not interested in that here. That's a, get get with the program, Tamar. You're not. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to get with the program here. We got to take a hard break here, real quick. This is Man Up Podcast Number One Thirteen: Lost and Murder. Part 2. We will be right back. You are listening to the Man Up Podcast. Spiritual oasis for men. Just like any muscle, we feel the faith muscle must be exercised. And here we do it real authentic. The Man Up way. Not pastors, just regular guys. Each on a unique spiritual journey. Thanks for joining us. Deep questions and discussions you won't hear anywhere else, especially in today's climate. Missed an episode? They are archived. Free for you to select on SoundCloud. We come to you from the Man Up Studios at Sugarland Baptist Church, Sugarland, Houston, Texas, in the United States. Have a question or comment or want to book a speaker or group and have Man Up come to you? Contact us on our Facebook page, Gigmasters or WMACox at Comcast.net. And now, back to fellows of Man Up. And it's Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men. We're not pastors, we're just regular guys. And actually, we started out with three, but we gained one. <laughs> we have Michael Cropper, who is an attorney. He is also a prosecutor. We call him the judge. Kyle Trahan, he's kind of an insurance guy, but he's also a deacon, overall great guy, and he's here. Robert Koshu slipped in the door after the police took the cuffs off of him. And uh, he's, a, he's a professional trainer. We call him the professor. And Steve Titch is here fresh off of an interview about us getting blocked on our Facebook feed. So we are talking about uh, Tamar, Amnon, Absalom, and the fact that David didn't do anything. Did not do anything about it. And, and to me, it's almost as if he had been so successful... When after the child died that he fathered with Bathsheba, it's like the wind was taken out of his sails, and he put his certainly his household on autopilot, uh, as opposed with 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 leading. You know, that's he didn't that's, seem to seek anybody's help or guidance or counseling anymore. 
from Nathan because Nathan would have told him, get your act in line, get your relationships back in order. This is a godly, godly thing to do, and he didn't. He didn't try to, as we talked at the end of the last lesson, which folks unfortunately don't get to hear, but we talked about, Steve and I very briefly talked about... Oh, it's on iTunes, it's on... Uh, oh, it's on well, iTunes, yeah. that's right. iTunes and no. SoundCloud, it's just not through yes. Facebook as often. Listen that's to all. 111, folks, on iTunes and, uh, and the other SoundCloud. ones that were on SoundCloud. Uh, we talked about this very briefly at the end. David asked God's forgiveness, but we don't see anywhere where he asked forgiveness from his family or Bathsheba or Bathsheba's family or Uriah's family. And, and I think... You have to try to restore your relationships. We're going to hurt somebody sometime and, in our life. And he's afraid, David might be afraid, he, he, he did not overcome that, that reticence maybe because if he had approached Amnon and said, what you did with Tamar was wrong, I'm going to have to exile you, maybe I won't put you to death, that certainly he could have. He didn't want Amnon to basically point the finger back and say, well, what about you and Bathsheba? How dare you judge me? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, yeah. and, 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 I'm, and David probably knows that that's, that may be holding him back here. From disciplining um, him, absolutely. From disciplining him. And it's, it's, it's weird, but it goes back well, to yeah, your question. You. He, yes. is, it, is, it, is it incomplete repentance? Right. And then the, well, but I, the point is, we being fathers... We do screw up. And, yes, and if our children see us screw up, we say, look, mm-hmm. I screwed up on this. I still have to discipline mm-hmm. you. God commanded me to be your father and mm-hmm. to discipline you. Period. I'm doing it because I love you. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says very clearly, if I don't discipline you, I don't love you. The worst so, piece of advice that a dad can give a child is, do as I say, not as I do. Oh, God. You know, I, I, I've heard that. I've heard people say that, and that is, to me, that's just stupid. It's lead by example. Absolutely. Well, that's happens anyway. That's that, yes. that happens anyway. That that it, it's it's the it's what you model is what gets passed down. What they Absolutely. see you do, how they Absolutely. see you behave, how they how they see you treat your wife, how they see you treat other people. How they see you interact around, they learn from that. And um, we go off on, on psychology, but those patterns then embed themselves. And, you, you, uh, and bad patterns like this, we're not going to talk about anything. This is bigly and dramatic. You know, it's got murder, lust, rape, everything going on. But in families, you get, you get addiction, or you get, you get domestic violence, or you get delinquency or drug use and the parent the parent or the the spouse nobody confronts it nobody talks about it and just like in this story it ne- it can't be repressed it's going to it's going to pop out somewhere it's almost and, a, and, and obviously here is Absalom doing a slow burn over what he feels is a massive injustice so he's going to take matters into his own hands well and just to preview next week's a little bit how much does this play into what we're going to talk about next week? You think, and, and I think let, let's revisit that then. Yeah. But but I think Kyle Kyle nailed it on the head last week at the end of the podcast when he said that did David repented, but did he? And, and I'm kind of paraphrasing your words there, Kyle. Mm-hmm. But and and I think that's a good question because you're right. Obviously, there is massive fracturing in the family now. David obviously is incredibly scared, as Steve said, to confront you know, Amen, Amen, Amen over this because yeah. it's going to get thrown back in his face. Well, look what you did, Dad. <laughs> All right, so my question is for my uh, biblical scholars and my midst is, you know, David wrote most of the Psalms. And right. I, I don't know mm-hmm. my Psalms well mm-hmm. enough. I mean, I, I just know that much. I mean, that's where I would look to say, did he really repent? Because that's where he was spilling out his heart and his mind on paper. And in these stories, we don't get that part. Right. You know, the, the text from the last one, it's, you know, well, I fasted and everything uh, until the boy was dead, and now that he's dead, you know, I, I'm going to go about my, my way. Because while he was still alive, I thought, well... If I fast hard enough, maybe God will spare him. 
-hmm. but was that a true repentance? And so I, I'm, I'm kind of asking y'all, y'all may or may not know. Um, I, I mean, I is there anything repented, within the Psalms? But I don't that, think he did anything to repair the relationships. Well, definitely not I, there. I, I but think the repentance repented. question, I think, I think he lies repented in the to Psalms. God. But, but I think you, you always have to remember anytime there is, I'm trying to get the right words here, a sin that involves other people. Was okay. the twelve-step right, right. program? There is, is AA. There in, is. In he, he there is no always a need to repair any relationships you broke exactly. as a part of that. Yes, and I think David neglected that part. Oh yeah. I, mean, I think he. I think literally he thought because what's the last verse from last week? He went in and comforted Bathsheba, and she gave birth to a son, and they named him Solomon. God it doesn't. It, 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 yeah, yeah. It, it, it doesn't say that he went and had a family meeting and talked it out and everybody was happy. You know what? What? Instead, we get this story where it sounds like things aren't all kosher in the in the David and, household. Well, but here's okay. here's the thing that a lot of people think, um, men in particular, they think people uh, grow up like plants and. You can ignore a part of a child's life and then expect them, yeah, they'll just grow out of it. Yeah, they'll become adults. They'll be, they'll be functioning adults. They don't understand that those formative years are big. And okay. that is what they're going to compare themselves to. And that's what they're going to think about as far as the values that they have. And so... When David, I mean, David probably thought that all of his sons were enamored by the amount of victories that he had and the fact that he was a great warrior and everything. And He was the cool dad. Oh, yeah. All this, uh, this little thing about, uh, <clears throat> about Bathsheba, ah, don't worry about it. They'll, they'll overlook it because I'm a great warrior. What you're saying? It's one mild now, infraction. Picture this. Amnon sitting there going... Lusting or, or infatuated with Tamar, and he says, "What would Dad do?" <laughs> what? Yes. Yes. No, Dude, Dude, you're yes. exactly, exactly right. what you're saying. Yes, you're what exactly. Dad? What would Dad do? That's what I'm the son of the king. I'm, I'm, I'm the, the, king. the heir apparent here. Well, um, so well, yes. Yes. Yeah, like you said, I mean, what's he going to do? Amnon, I'm the son of the king, and he has no, done no, no. this. Try again. Try again. I am not just the son of the king. I'm the firstborn. I am the firstborn. I am next. I am the next. Yes. Yes. yes, so yes, so you right. can argue yes, that yes. Edmund's takeaway is when I'm king, I can do whatever I, I want. want. So Absolutely. I might as well start practicing now. now. Just like dad. <laughs> Just like dad. Um, yeah. That's true. But the other part of this also, the consequences part of this, maybe David hoped that everything would go back to the way it was. Yeah, and, and Mayberry. That's when yes. when yes. when there's a when no something question. happens in a family, a a, a, prob, a divorce, a a an addiction issue, a, there's something that that basically causes some event that changes the natures of everybody's relationship. If that that change is not acknowledged, there're going to be problems. And sometimes there's no going back. The 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 David perhaps had to risk losing Amnon. Mm -hmm. He had to say, we, we can't have this. He, he had to risk maybe even looking like the guy, well, he did it, and he did it to his son. But he had, what he had to do was write, and maybe, and we don't, David just wanted to pretend the whole thing didn't happen. It's all like it was before Bathsheba, right. before all that. And, and that, is, that, is a, that, is, that is part of the human condition right there. Because... Right. Uh, there's if and 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 you you see this a lot because you 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 work in the court. If if I commit a crime and go to jail, even if it's for a couple of years, even if it's a if it's a it's it's not a major crime, but it's a you know a, a crime where basically I have to go to jail for two years, that changes things. My family will be changed by that. There yes, will not be going back to the way things are, and. That and, and that has to be dealt with, and sometimes you're going to have to say, you know, I'm not going to have the type of relationship I did had with my son before I did this. 
Um, I still might be able to, maybe not, but that's, that's the reality, I think, of a lot of this. And, and I think that's where a relationship with the Lord comes in because at least it will help. If, if something, a relationship like that cannot be healed at that point, at least the Lord, the Spirit, will help you, you know, get adjusted, adjusted right, right. And, and move on. <laughs> the, uh, the, the point, also, David was used to having the Lord stand up for him when Saul was mm-hmm. after him. And, and maybe he could not perceive in his mind that this is completely different with the children. Maybe he's, in his mind he's hoping that God will step in and punish Amnon the way mm-hmm. he did Saul. But that's not what it happens in children. Uh, pardon me, that's not what happens with our children. Solomon, and we get so many messages, spare the rod and spoil mm-hmm. the child. It's up to the dad. If our child grows up badly, it's our name on him. If they grow up great, the dad gets credit for them. And David, whether he was, like you said, he's mm-hmm. just just hoping it would all heal itself or whether he was thinking maybe the Lord will, will step in the way he did for me with Saul, uh, we don't know because it's never mentioned in there. But certainly we know that he should have disciplined Amnon, like you said, Steve, and everybody said in here. He should have at least made him marry Tamar, mm-hmm. according to Deuteronomy 22, mm-hmm. 28, or 29, whatever it is. I think that's part of the two years that Absalom was waiting yeah. for. Ultimately, for Amnon to be disciplined one way or another, <coughs> yeah, mm-hmm. either by King David or some, I mean, getting exiled somewhere. Or, I mean, somebody do something. something. Somebody do something. So verse 21, he says, or, you know, it said that King David, uh, when King David heard all this, he was furious. So, I mean, imagine what that means for being the king. We don't hear of David being furious very often. Not even getting really mad. So he's thrown a tirade. He is really ticked off at this well, and, and yeah. where you know, is the David who wanted to? Where is the David who wanted to kill the guy that, that stole the ewe, the guy right, killed the guy right, that refused to feed his men? Where is that David? I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, but so he got furious, right? And then did nothing. He raised a huge stink, and then he did nothing. Yeah. And then you know, I kind of think of it as like today. You know, he, he's King David's caught on. His cell on somebody's mm-hmm. video cell phone throwing a, a hissy fit. <laughs> now it's out on Twitter. Now everybody knows about the rape of Tamar because the king made such a stink of it. Every servant everywhere went, Hey, did you hear about King David? He threw the, you know why? And the rumor. We know how rumors will spread. I mean, it's like wildfire. So one person with an accurate description of what actually happened said it to one person. And then the 900th person that heard it heard that everybody raped Tamar. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean... Okay. It, well, the, if the, you see an example where the first report he gets uh, is that his, all his sons All the sons are dead. That was another thing yeah. I had written but, about. But, but, but uh, exactly, yeah. And you know, so, that, you know, who, who knows? And, but then again, what, you know, what's going on here? Right. And <laughs> yeah. still nothing happens. And so he's sitting there, and he's... he's uh, uh, Absalom is sitting there... Listen to the rumors, hearing the trash talk about what happened. And every time you walk into her, you know, and you know right then. I mean, have you ever walked into that room where everybody knows something about you? Whether it's good or bad, all of a sudden the room goes to a hush. Right. Yeah. Uh, what a mess. You know, and two years of that. I mean... That's got to. I mean, that's going to wear on anybody in that, and especially in this day and age where she's basically nothing anymore, you know. And her whole life got stripped from her, and he knows that, and he's a good brother, and he takes her in. I'm going to take care of you. That's not the point. But this sucker over here, I don't care. He's blood. I don't care. He's a brother. He's going to pay. That guy wronged my family. You said it earlier, you know, stepping up and taking care of the family, the problems within, and spearheading them as they happen, you know, and all of this was just kind of shoved under the rug, you know, because we're going to try and buy our way out of the political mess that we've got ourselves in. And I think that's another reason David was so quiet, 
was you just, if I do anything, then it becomes more of an issue. Mm -hmm. If I just try and quiet out and let it go away, you know, because yeah, every political over. story mm -hmm. slowly fades away mm -hmm. unless there's more fire mm -hmm. added to that. But yeah, but this is family. That's the thing. Is more. It's it's all it's There's all repressed drama. anger and There's always nobody's more drama. It's, it's the classic <laughs> elephant in the room. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's talk about one thing he said. A comment said he said it took away Tamar's life by today's standards versus back then. A girl's whole life was based on her virginity, right, guys? Yeah. I mean. Right today, it's not that yeah. important, you know, right? But back then, your whole life was based on you would be presented to a man as a virgin, and that's your whole crown, your whole what you're worth a million dollars, everything. So if somebody takes your virginity back then, they have taken your life away. They they destroyed They're taking your, your future. Said, I can imagine it's not very different. I mean, to the to the woman, no matter what. I mean, it, it's a violent act. It, it's it's gonna ruin you for sex scars, kind of, and yeah, the, yeah. the mental and, um, and scars of all of that. You know, and you know, even you look at stuff that happens today. We see these boys that take advantage of a girl, slip her a roofie mm -hmm. or whatever, and rape her next to a what was it? Uh, next to a dumpster or whatever. He got like six weeks in time served because he was a good student and a great athlete. <laughs> he, I was, mean, he, was, society, he was the heir apparent yeah, to the throne. Yeah, yeah, he was the heir apparent to the throne. But money and prestige mm -hmm. and good you know whatever can buy yes. you out of almost anything yeah. and it's gone all the way back to King David's time. Right. We see it then, mm -hmm. we still see it today. You have enough money, you can buy yourself out of almost anything. But, almost. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say see, the Robert's going to buy his way out of a car accident. Uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the super, I, I have a the feeling I'm going to be paying Penis at the, with the wife tonight over that. Yeah. Um, let, let, me, I, let me comment real quick on what Kyle just said. Uh, I didn't mean to infer that rape is different today. My no, 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 I don't think he did. What, what, but, 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 okay, no, good. I, I think you, that the consequences. That, but it could have come out that way. The consequences that here the were even yeah. more, or even worse than yeah. they were. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They are horrible. Uh, oh, yeah. But uh, a lady can, can be married mm -hmm. once and come back, back from that marriage mm -hmm. and marry a second person, it didn't destroy her life. No, no. Like this. This would mm -hmm. destroy her yeah, life. She could be widowed like and that. still recover. And yes, yes. Today's and standards. That's what I guess I was leading it. So I, I, sorry. I'm, I'm going to piggyback well, on Kyle's comments. Of royalty. Yes. yes. Because yeah. if she was anything else, mm -hmm. well, we're just going to marry you off to a farmer here. Oh, yeah. We're, we're going to mail you off to Bill because he's a big farmer. <laughs> and we're just going to mail you off to Bill because Bill's a great guy and will take care of you. He's fanballed and he offends nobody. Well, I, but I think the royalty you know, thing would have seriously played a different effect. You, you also this, this compounds it. She was the king's daughter. Absolutely. On top of everything yeah. else. Exactly. She was his daughter. Then, you know. She where's, was, where's, the, where's his whole sense of justice in this? And, and I've seen actually written that. That that compares Absalom's behavior more to the honor culture we still see in the Middle East. Right. Yeah. 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 Hey, Helen, you didn't. You, you raped her, but the offense was against me. Right. I, I'm, it's it's all about me, and I'm going to kill you for it. There's there's some of that in this. That suddenly it's it's Absalom who's been. Who, who's been the victim of all this? Yeah, but and you, poor Tamara's uh, sitting over there, and yeah, she's not getting the time of day from anybody. But here's right. the thing, uh, Absalom. He, don't you think this is a little bit of opportunity for him? He's going to whack the number one prince, oh, and yeah. he's going to make himself number oh, yeah. well, one. Well, we're going to see this next uh, week. Yeah. And so when he gets him whacked at the sheep shearing event, which is which is big doings, man. You know, you get out there. Everybody wants a ticket party. to that. Everybody wants. That's right. That's right, man. Hey, I, wool for everybody. I, yeah. I love the way, even it's in here. And this is an aside because Spider Man just came out. David's spider sense goes off, and he ignores it because yeah, they, you know, Edmund comes in. Hey, everybody, load up the wagon. Let's all go to Ephraim and for the celebration. And David says, "Well, he's, uh, I, I'm going to stay behind, but it sounds good. Go with my blessing." And then, like I can, I see 
Absalom kind of walking out and then turning around and hey, saying, can, can Amnon come? Yeah. And then well, you might come Amnon, out and David says, Amnon out David says, and this is an indication of that, you know, the rumors going around. David says, why do you want Amnon to come? He, has, he had nothing to do with <laughs> no. Amnon. Nothing to do with it for two well, years. And then all of a sudden, hey, man, let's bring him to the party. Well, and, and then do you see on the way there, Amnon is kind of bouncing around. He's not walking in line with everybody. He's yes. walked everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. He's kind of bouncing around the column. Hey, when I get the signal, <laughs> whack him. Yes. And he's going from person to person. He, he very much plotted and laid this out. Mm -hmm. this was, I think there was a revenge part to this. Oh, but yes. I and it was certain There was cold. more to it. Well, there was. But, I mean, you know, think about your family, though. Somebody does something as atrocious as this. I mean, how much are you going to think about revenge? I know it's an unchristian, you know, unchristian mm -hmm. thing to do, but we're human. I mean, you're going to sit there and ponder on this. You can try and forgive that person the best you can. You can try and put it out of your mind the best you can. But, you know, again, take it forward to that day and age where this young lady, young girl, whatever, is ruined mm -hmm. for the rest of her life in society's yes. eyes, uh -huh. okay? And you're taking it upon yourself because you're the man, so you're the one that is able to do things versus a woman that has to take the back seat. And he's defending her pride. You know, he's that's my sister, mm -hmm. and you have done this. So take it away that they're brothers even. You know, make it just some guy. And I think... You're, well, I, I, I'm not... It's, you're right. But that's the way... That's because it festered. I mean... Yeah, yeah that's right. Ab, Absalom... And the, 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 end, the, end result, the end result of this, when the dust settles, is that Amnon is dead. The king's son is dead. And, the, and his other son is a murderer. And, and exiled. And exiled. <laughs> he was and his daughter is... And his daughter is... The, the end result... And this is all... Again, these are all the... Con this is all the consequences, the fallout... From, from, from Bathsheba. We, the, we can trace it back, and it's going to continue as, as next week, and we see, you know, Absalom, you're going to, I love him, he's, he's, he's one of those great characters who, who, you know, doesn't, he does not fly off the handle. He's, uh, you know, it's he's a, a plotter. And that's right. Calculator. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, we're coming down to the end. This is Man Up Podcast number 113. We're not pastors. We're just regular guys trying to deepen our faith. Hope you enjoy this discussion because you're not going to be able to hear this anywhere else. If you have a uh, have a question or comment, go ahead and go to our Facebook page, which is at Man-Up, or we have a website, which is Man Up Spiritual Oasis. And we're also on Twitter. The professor does that. So if you want a long answer, you know. That's you know, a short, I have to you know, short answer there. Oh, that's right. And, uh, uh, and I'm going to go around the room um, uh, one more time to get some takeaways, but uh, <clears throat> and I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll start with Mr. Kyle Trahan. So would you have liked to have been the guy that gave David the false report on all of his kids <laughs> being dead? Uh, what I happened to that, that poor sucker? <laughs> that poor guy was slinking out of that room. Yeah. He didn't really notice it was me that told him, did he? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, you know, so uh, I guess, you know, when you stop and look at the whole story uh, of all of this and, you know, again, it's, it's, is it stories, is it factors, you know, whatever, that's beyond the point. Pay attention to what you're doing. Look at the consequences of what you may do today and the ripple effects that it can have on your life and the others that it will affect. You know, all those other people that aren't driving their car home today because of Robert. Oh, yeah. You know, They're all late. The consequences that happen, but no, I, no, I kid. Right. But, um, you know, David did his thing with Bathsheba. Um, however, that ended up, you know, but something, again, I think there, something festered. Okay? And that's half of it if you stop and think about it. So something festered with David. Well,. Something festered with Abnon, didn't it? His lust for his sister. Well, and then you got Absalom, who's festered for two years. So I, I, I think at the end of it, as I stop and ponder that one thought, get it off your darn chest. 
one way or another, whether it hurts people more or not, the thing is, is if you fester on something that is seriously attacking your mind, it will do bad. And you need to find an outlet one way or another, whether it's a good friend, whether it's a group like ours, whether it's your pastor, or a guy on the street you don't even know that is just somebody you can say it to. Quality. Type it out in an email. Never send it to anybody. Whatever. Right. I think half of it is just getting it out. Don't trust it. Excellent. Judge, yeah. your takeaway from 113. <laughs> More notes. <laughs> Kyle, I agree with you. I was making the same notes and you started saying what I was writing down. So, Anyway, my takeaway is uh, very similar to Kyle. Uh, obsession can cause right. David had obsession over Bathsheba. Right to the point, and, and I don't know that he had to rape her, but he certainly used. Uh, At a uh, minimum, his, he seduced his, her. <laughs> right. His, he what? He seduced her. Minimum. Yes, absolutely. He used his sovereign power, right, to, to obtain Bathsheba to get what he wanted. And then uh, he used his sovereign power to kill her husband and cause all sorts of ripples that we've talked about in the last couple of, of uh, podcasts. And then his son, obsessed over Tamar, and he used his sovereign, what he thought was sovereign immunity, to rape her. And it ended up causing, as you said, festering his brother, uh, Absalom. Absalom heard bitterness about Amnon. Now, it, let me quote something from our book that Bill has told you we, we are actually using as our, as our guide to go through these lessons. And that's simply on page 95. 95? 95? No, 97, sorry. Uh, the book is Connect 360. On 97, in our fourth paragraph, it says implications and actions. It says, a student once commented, holding a grudge, Absalom here, holding a grudge is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. Now, if you think about that and you let that sink, what he's saying that the longer you hold a grudge, the bitterness will stew inside you, like Kyle says, and it will start to come out of you after a period of time, and it will affect everything around you. Folks, if you've ever, if you've ever held a grudge against somebody, the, the, the bigger the grudge, the more it will affect you in, in, internally and emotionally. So anyway, this is a great lesson, and that's my last comment. Uh, um, excellent. Professor, your takeaway. Yeah, um, you can find podcast 111, as Bill mentioned earlier on <laughs> right, iTunes and, and SoundCloud. You can also find all of our podcasts. You can link to our SoundCloud page where all of them are archived at www.manupspiritualoasis.com to where you could find all of them there. So I just want to start with that, as well as links to our Twitter page, blog post, and our Facebook site. The consequences will continue. I, I think... We're going to see even an escalation of it as we get into next week, as we move forward with this. And we keep looking at the consequences of David's sin with Bathsheba because all of this boils down to that. And it's funny, our entire lesson is triumphs and troubles. And last, the last two weeks were kind of the turning point. And now we're in the troubles. Excellent. Steve Titch. Not much to add from what I've already said and the other guys have already said. Uh, don't let uh, Kyle's aw shucks approach fool you. He's pretty smart, as you just saw in his last wrap-up. <laughs> well, he was kind of, he was kind of <laughs> you know, the mic. <laughs> so, uh, but one more shout-out. Louisiana attitude. One more shout-out to uh, Pastor Chris Boucher and his Faith and Family Fellowship podcast, which... Uh, we, he hosted me this week to discuss about our, our Facebook uh, banning. Um, and uh, again, yes, um, it's, uh, the tough thing about being a leader is making sure you know what's going on in your own house and be prepared to confront it. And sometimes that can be really difficult and it requires prayer and guidance from God. Amen. That's excellent. And, yeah, you know, one good. thing that I wanted to throw in before I wrap this up um, is, guys, don't mail it in. 
you might have been successful, but you've got to keep at it. You cannot neglect being a leader. People look at us to lead. And David clearly stopped leading his family here. And that's that's the the consequences. There was something that's what about in six battles, passivity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. Being very that's passive right. in this whole scenario. The second thing, what Steve said is fantastic. Hard to stop. But guys, <laughs> if you're not sure what to do in a situation, ask your friends. Right. Ask your mm -hmm. Christian friends. I have obtained so much counseling from people asking them what they did when this situation arrived their family. Excellent. Um, this is Man Up, podcast number 113. <clears throat> we're not pastors, we're just regular guys. We want to encourage each and every one of you not only to go ahead and submit questions or comments uh, to us through our Facebook page or uh, our website, but we want to encourage you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go. Go and participate. Get in a small group, ABF, Sunday School. Find one that is men only. <clears throat> and if there isn't one, start one. Zman up! You've been listening to Man Up. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man Dash Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.